Hello and welcome to At The Gong. We are now at episode eight, I believe. And wow, we had a real treat this evening. I'm going to say the first great episode of this season. We've had Sheffield against UCL. We've had drama in the teams. We've had really high quality quizzing. It got, it ended in a tie, Rob, a tie at 170 apiece. So a high scoring draw. And uh, we had a tiebreaker and oh my goodness me, it was absolutely brilliant. UCL take it beyond the gong, after the gong. I am shaking with um, awe and and just the, the sheer drama of it. It had pace and energy. What a great watch. Uh, Rob, how are you? Were you watching it? How did you get along? I mean, wow. Yeah, those uh, those little tiebreak things. They're so rare in University Challenge, but so kind of they're, they're unparalleled across any kind of sport or human competition and just like the drama of it, because it is literally just one go, sudden death, you're dead, basically. And it's so, I mean, there have been so many occasions where I'll be watching University Challenge, I'll look at my watch, it'll be sort of three minutes to nine, and I'll think, they're pretty close here, it's, a, it's on the cards, but yeah, invariably yeah. one team pulls away. This time, thankfully... Uh, Collier, Collier Jr., more on that later, obligingly interjected and got a question wrong, losing five points and allowing Sheffield to bring it up to 170. He, boy, yes. would his face have been red if they'd lost it. Thanks to Fleetwood Walker's kind of superhuman speed in answering about <laughs> the Italian geography, Collier Jr.'s yeah. blushes were spared. But yeah, yeah, my God, what an episode. Great, high-quality quizzing. 170 is a great score. Uh, as Patchman said, we'll probably see the losing team again, which I'm glad about. They seem decent, and um, you know, among them were some decent quizzes. Uh, uh, in terms of personal performance, you asked me just then, I was out of the traps like a grand national winner, but I maybe got one question right in the second two-thirds of the show. I only got six in the end, but I had five after about three minutes. Wow. Wow. So yeah. your fortunes are not unlike Sheffield's. I thought they started with real youthful buzz and energy. And you could tell by looking at them that they were moving below the seat. Uh, there's there's mm. an easy comparison here to make between youth and, and, and age. And uh, no, they were, you know, shaking. Lardner had his elbow up as his finger was on the buzzer. Fisher was tapping his head as he thought about the answer. He moved his body to get his answers going. And then yeah. there was this wonderful middle, I would say, three eights where, you know, age <laughs> showed its class. And Salmon, wow, Salmon, what a player. He really, is, yeah. very Salmon calmly, he's the player of the match, right? Yeah, well, he, I mean, he was run pretty close by Fisher, I've got to say. Fisher, the lad on Sheffield who uh, mm. who sort of mm. seemed a bit, sort of, he was a bit of a sort of maths geek and he, he was the one who kind of posed all the answers to that. But he seemed pretty good. Fisher was a very kind of physical mm -hmm. player. As you just mentioned, mm -hmm. they were quite kind of agitated and kind of active and young about it. But mm -hmm. he sort of, you could, he's one of those ones where as Paxman's reading out the question, you can see through his gestures, his thought process. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. always quite fun. He, he, I mean, it, the, 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 the differences between the two teams, I think, is an interesting talking point for this one. Like you say, I mean, Sheffield mm -hmm. were young. They also looked bizarrely for a university challenge team, just like four of the most sort of usual people you'll ever meet. Like, I mean, 
<laughs> they were all just so kind of not in a not in a not in a not an unpleasant way. They were just unremarkable looking people, you know, just nice, straight up sort of, you know. Yeah, you don't get these types on um, on reality TV, uh, ironically. No, no. There's nothing real about that TV. This is real TV. These are real yeah, people. But I mean, they, they, they were, they, yeah, they, but they were without any kind of particular exuberance or sort of prima donnas. So just four pretty solid mm. cogs mm. in a machine. Whereas UCL, talking points galore. I mean, first of all, uh, it's age-wise it's not it's, it's, it's not going to please it's not going to please those people we discussed uh a couple weeks mm. ago who don't think that mature students have a place on our panels or although i think this episode was a you know a 30 minute refutation of that um mm -hmm. stammen mm -hmm. just was kind of avuncular sort of sage man who just appears to have quite literally a world of knowledge and you know quite literally looks perhaps <laughs> the age that he has traveled the entire world to get to, to collect it uh fleetwood walker was a kind of a classic yeah. sort of yeah. second in command a kind of first lieutenant sort of very earnest very de devoted to yeah. his post unlike the slightly more calm worldly salmon who's sort of been around the block and knows not to take it too seriously yeah. But it's still brilliant. But then on the wings for this team, oh, and what a story! What a story! Collier and Collier, mother and son. It's a brilliant story. It's a brilliant mm. story, Rob, isn't it? It's just so lovely to see. That has to be one of the only times it's happened, right? It's it just it I has think to it, be. I think Such well, a... he said he said uniquely in in the intro, which I presume means it's the first time it's happened. Um, but my God, I mean, throw around the word they're... uniquely. You know, you, you yeah. know how there's a modern trend to throw around uniquely. Paxman would not be doing that. He yeah. really means this is unique. There's a single. Yeah, no, I think Paxman's, Paxman's the kind of Paxman's the kind of guy who just abhors like the modern trend for sensationalism. Like I bet when people, when he reads about people, <laughs> when he when he reads about people debating yeah. who the greatest of all time is in sport, you know how like it seems like every week there's a new mm. article saying like is so and so the greatest batsman of all time in cricket or whatever was you know are we witnessing the greatest yeah. team of all time in football because they've won like five games on the trot Paxton would just sort of sit back mm -hmm. scoff and think like oh you you didn't see i don't know len hutton or something in the oh, 50s no, he, would hate... he would just hate the hyperbole of it he wouldn't think anyone's yeah. better he would just there's that's the incorrect yeah, actually, use of the true. language you would say, yeah, true, is yeah. the, you would, isn't this a remarkable team as a, pre a preferable headline? Um, but yeah, of course, yeah. Rob, the next question is, um, do you think you would enjoy being on University Challenge with your mum? I think I would. I was with my mum this weekend uh, and reminded... She's a bright what a, lady you know, as well. Bright lady, great company. I don't know if she's bright in the kind of trivia sense. She's a bit more sort of uh practical and has more kind of applicable and useful skills and knowledge whereas i'm the kind of yeah, yeah so so maybe she wouldn't do so well on university Channel. although no she I've, I've watched it a few times with her and she's she, she's very good on um science particularly biology she's done a lot of that yeah. in, in in kind of training um yeah and no, I'd, i get a bit i get a big kick out of that i think um i maybe if i was a bit younger if i was student age i might still have that kind of surly teenageness where i'd be a bit embarrassed by it although collier jr looked to be he's doing a phd i think he looks to be sort of mid-20s at least he's old enough to have shaken that off and I, and you're right yeah. to point that out actually i think that's exactly what what makes it work I'd have he looks a very kind of he, he looks a very kind of wholesome guy he looks like he'd be the sort of high school movie character who sort of excels in all sports but is also kind of like 
he's just an everyman hero. He's quite a good-looking guy, kind of just, and he just looks like a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's, and he's happy to appear on TV with his mum, which is just exactly. lovely. Exactly, which is the coolest, loveliest thing of all. I think my mum would hate being on TV so much that she would shrink away and really? uh, find it really embarrassing and mm. wish she hadn't come on at all. I think I, I suspect that would happen, which means uh, our team would suffer and um, University Challenge wouldn't, our round wouldn't go as well. Um, and maybe uh, University Challenge would uh, hesitate in future when bringing on mother-son teams. Yeah, can you imagine the audition process where the two of them are, you know, presumably like waiting in the corridor? Yeah. Uh, oh, imagine if one, imagine if one got on and the other didn't. Oh, maybe that's happened before, and we just haven't seen the fight, you know, behind. <laughs> yeah, every single team has dozens and dozens of relatives applying. <laughs> Scores of uncles. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> yes, they're older and wiser, but they're a bit slower. Yeah, um, the number of the number of Christmas meals that have just been annihilated by BBC <laughs> television. <laughs> Thank God it's on a Monday when you don't have to socialise with your family. It's actually it's yeah evening. Keep them. Apart. Well, I was watching when when we were watching. Sorry, I, did, I was watching with uh, my housemate, and we both said, "Wouldn't it be funny?" Because we're, we're talking about the Collier family, hmm. and she said, "God, imagine." going out with him and going to family quiz night because <gasps> you know on the assumption that the, the family must be all, all be great quizzes but i thought it'd be even funnier if like collier mum collier and son collier are so kind of urbane and sort of smart and well-read it'd be so funny if the dad was like a sort of homer simpson style buffoon <laughs> he like laughed at farts and uh, <laughs> just as a total add-on that they don't know how he got there yeah got that's such a good point <laughs> they were such a good team as well. I thought, I really think this was the first match of serious quality. Yeah, this, no uh, doubt. Series because, and if I was <laughs> either of these teams watching last week's episode, I would be absolutely furious um, because the last week they were so slow and they took ages. You know, um, uh, what's it called? Deliberating is that the right word? Or um, considering yeah, yeah. each answer? Yeah, I think they that's would it, yeah. throw it around the whole team two times. And even here, Salmon, he would take time out of the game and check the answer with left and right, knowing the answer full well. But he did it in a polite, considerate, good way. And he moved the game on. That's why they were both able to get yeah. 170 is because the answers were quick. And you mentioned earlier, um, oh, just say a name. You know, that's probably not a great example of it because Collier had a good chance of getting the answer. But there is a spirit to University Challenge where you've just got to say what first comes into your head. I remember Warwick winning it. Uh, a couple of years ago with uh, a team that literally just said whatever the first thought was. It's a game about the speed of the recall. It's not about total recall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other thing on the teams and the quality of it is uh, everyone had a part to play, actually apart from Hoare, now I think about it. And yeah, you know, Hoare, Hoare there, there was one answer earlier on Yeah. that escapes me now, but Hoare was the one who had it basically yeah. she she and and her team she she gave it to the team because the team were all kind of oh uh, was it lot. bletchley park or something like that there was a maybe no no because they i think they all got bletchley park but maybe there's another one of those yeah um but they yeah no she gave it to their captain jones who seemed very kind of laconic like sort of as if he had just been plucked out of a <laughs> yes pub. he did he yeah. really was he really didn't mind where he was yeah. <laughs> that's such a good point man that's really funny yeah um, but i mean that added to the kind of that, that that's what i mean that they're an endearing an endearingly just kind of normal team uh yeah. they're kind of a lot i mean he jones kind of behaved as i thought 
as I imagine a lot of people I actually know in real life would behave in that situation, which is sort of, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Let's just sort of see what happens type thing. Someone's going to have texted him on like the day of recording, say, hey, you're free to come to the pub tonight. He's like, oh, sorry, man. No, but have a good one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd have no idea that he's captaining his <laughs> lovely yeah. university. Yeah. Which is good Sheffield energy, I have to say. I've never had a bad time in Sheffield and it's a modest city. It's a great city and it's quite a good uh, camaraderie whenever I'm there. And it's, you know, clearly bled into uh, the UC team as well. Um, no. Man, I'm just so pleased to see a really good episode, you know. I, I, I haven't yeah. seen a tie like that before. I thought they were all really good characters as well that we had leather shirt on Collier Jr. We had uh, Fisher. I really liked an answer of his, which was zero, which is a great, yeah. that is such a funny university challenge contestant moment. Where they're throwing and around. also what was, what was so great about that one was that he basically had free run because no one else was even bothering with it. And he clearly right. had just worked out in his head. He didn't know, he didn't have the answer to hand. He just did the maths required for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know what I've just realised, Rob? Um, yeah. So in the game on TV, it was 170 plays 170, and it went down to that uh, tie break. Um, and you said you got six earlier. Is that right? Yeah. I got six in the main show. No way. Then I got Amelia Romana. Ah, you. So you win there. I abs. Uh, and I've got to say, it's maybe the best I've felt in. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I, 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 mean... I threw my notebook in the air. Wait, hang on. So you 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 got that before Fleetwood Walker? Because I mean, Fleetwood yeah. Walker was the fastest gun in the West. There, he was a sharp shooter. <laughs> but well, he's was... clearly not met me. <laughs> um, the reason I know it is because I have uh, family out there. I have an auntie and uncle who live in Bologna. And I mean, I should have known that because I sort of do as well. My aunt Katie, her partner is. Uh... Oh, lovely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, come on, Rob. You've got to get out there. You've got to get out to Emilia Romana, to Ferraro, Modena, or all the other one. Well, and what, uh, what, after just ladling shame on myself for not knowing where it is, they'll, they'll laugh me out of town. I'll be chased with pitchforks or, you know, something slightly less stereotypical and more modern. Yeah, the, the pitchforks have all been handed in, actually. So yeah. they've got car keys to their combine harvesters. They'll wait yeah. instead. Rolled up copies of Money Week. <laughs> See, Italians, I, I'm, I, it's not just lazy stereotypes. I know that it's all good over there. Yeah, yeah. I know other bits in there. Um, I'm sort of so buzzing. I don't really know what, what to add to this episode. It was just a great watch. I think that what I really want to add, because I know we've got some listeners dotted all around the place. If you uh, somehow have made it to the end of this episode and not felt like it, you've got to go and watch it. This is such a good app. It's got... It's got all the good bits in it. And I must say, last week's was really painful. Um, I, I found it. So, you know, this is the one to yeah. spell University Challenge on, I think. It, yeah, it, it kind of reminded you what it was all about. after, Because you do you do get sort of fallow weeks where it's just two kind of uninspiring teams and the questions don't fall right. And then this one just comes. I, an interesting thing, I, I mean, I wonder if like, because 170 plays 170, so like the aggregate of this show was 340, mm. which is quite a high one. Very good. I wonder if 340 necessarily, I wonder if it necessarily follows that like a high aggregate means it was a higher quality game. I mean, that does make a bit of sense to me. And so it'd be interesting yeah. to kind of keep track of that. I wonder if that was the highest of the of the season so far. What, like yeah, T20 the... cricket? You need yeah. two high scores. It's a real bat yeah. friendly game. 220 plays 220 sort of wicket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they um, 
interestingly, on the listener front, you, you're right. We have discovered that we have listeners. I'd be I'd be interested to to, to see what yeah approach so they do take to listening because you you say you, you advise they go and watch this. I mean, it's curious that there would be people who would be listening to if they know what the show's about. If they though they were listening to this without having watched it, that kind of, is why I can't help feeling it's it's skewed <laughs> somewhere <laughs> because yeah, we don't a we don't have many listens. And then we've got some in France and Italy and the US where I don't believe University Challenge is available to watch. Oh, no, it, it, it definitely is in the US. It's, it's like a cult thing in the US. It's, it's why a, a lot of Americans are, are really into it. I mean, it's on BBC America. Virtually anything right. on the BBC is available in the US. I'm not sure about elsewhere. OK. But, um, so we've got, you, you, wait, we've got listeners in Italy, you say? Yeah, we've got five, which could be my aunt or your aunt. Yeah, I mean, it could be also long groveling apology time the first of many now that yeah. we're in the public eye because i have I've, I've i did slightly slander uh, what is a very proud nation <laughs> very proud we've got one in france and four in belgium one in france and four in belgium that's really interesting actually yeah have you been um, to france did you listen to this on the train on the way there or something? no i'm just trying to think if i know anyone who's been in france lately no, yeah, <laughs> or Belgium. No, I mean I've got a, I've got one of my mates is in Dubai. If we have any Emirati listeners, that's probably him. But, no, no, no. Um, oh, so we're not big in the Gulf yet. No, and we really should. There's a lot of money out there, and yeah, oh god, yeah. Let's see if we can. You know, get, going that way. Yeah, sports washing, sell our souls, get bought out by. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, is this segment going to make it in? And then you, and then you brought that. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant, Rob. It has to make it in. It has to make it in. Yeah. Um, before, we, before we digress with too much nonsense, yeah. there was one more kind of uh, odds and sods about the actual show I'd like to go through. There was a question I really liked, which is a sort of common mm -hmm. format in UC, which is mm -hmm. where they say it, it, it's always a bonus round. And they'll mm -hmm. say, well, in the example of this one, they say, uh, give two words by the definitions separated only by the addition of the letters D and I in this case. But it'll be something right. like that, sort of two words. I, I, there was one before, it was like two words, or, or two phrases. One loose and dilute. The yeah, the loose and dilute was the one I got, which I was very proud of. But I love that those ones that require a bit of lateral thinking, but also can be solved from various angles just with a little mm -hmm. bit of wordplay. Mm -hmm. I love those sorts of ones. And I, yeah, the Luton Dilute, I was, I was pretty pleased with. Music round left me a bit cold. It was a bit nerdy, a bit flat. It was just sort of, if you know about jazz, you'll get this. As jazz, opposed isn't, to... jazz isn't good, I mean, as well. It was quite painful to listen to. I did, as you insult people who would get that, I have to tell you, I did get two of those right. Really? Um, yeah. I think, I think maybe one of them I got, no, I didn't. I got... You got Davis, surely. Everyone got Davis. No, I shouted Miles Davis in the first one, but then I was like, hang on, he wasn't as saxophonist. And I was going to say John Coltrane, but only because I was kind of reeling off names of jazz people. Yeah, but that is I, also I, knowledge. That does also Yeah, count. I suppose yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you're uh, right. But on the lute-dilute one, I, I often find those rounds frustrating because you can get one and not the other. It's almost like they have to make the question easier so that you can get both. But then... Yeah, but I mean, I, but it's, it's the kind of... the. I just like the odd sort of wordplay theme where it's mm. just add bi and find that, and it's it just it. I don't know. It's a, it's a kind of mm -hmm. nice little illustration of the sort of richness of language. Yeah, yeah. 
Really good point. And the other thing I'd like to add as well, just on University Challenge, we've both had big weekends, and I hope the wedding was uh, one, not your own, uh, for we don't know you better. <laughs> not, no, the weekend wasn't quite that big. Yeah. Uh, but and no, you, but and I'd be honoured if you did get married on the Saturday and come and do this podcast on the Monday. That would be really remarkable. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, my, my, my new wife is, is sitting waiting outside. <laughs> We're about, yeah, we're, we're about to go for a, a, a moonlit stroll on the Champs Elysees or something. I don't know. Oh, splendid! Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I had I just said, look, <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't care if you're my betrothed. UC comes first. I've made commitments, darling, and yeah. also crucially, UC is such a lifestyle choice in that you know we've both had heavy weekends, and um, I really looked forward to a Monday night comfort viewing. It finishes at nine, which is such a sociable time for television to finish. It's yeah. warm TV. It requires pure concentration. You can't look at your phone through it. You've got to listen to the answers. And it really, it makes the whole week better. I'm glad it's on, especially when it's high quality stuff. Oh, God, yeah, no, it really, it, it sort of, it kicked my week into gear a bit. Because, yeah, no, at work today, you're right. Had the wedding, which, thank you, it was absolutely smashing. Had a great time. Uh, but all day, sort of, that, like, slight lethargy. Mm-hmm. Um that you get from a Monday after a, after a weekend where you haven't quite slept as much as you like and you mm-hmm. sort of drank a bit too much and sort of partied a bit too much. Uh, but this, yeah, it was a nice little, nice little sort of exercise for the brain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, good a stuff, burst man. of sort of, yeah, happiness, good feeling. It's a wonderful, good feeling to go into the rest of the week with and uh, I'm going to be feeling fantastic about this brilliant episode all week. I think they're both winners. They Sheffield has to go through. I swear they scored most more than both teams last week. So um, fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, well, we I mean, pa- Paxman, pa- Paxman said he would be surprised because I mean I don't know how many yeah. more rounds there are, but I'm sure yeah. that's the highest losing score we've got so far. Surely Paxman has a bit of clout that he can throw around and get them through. <laughs> or is it well, completely unbiased? Yeah, Paxman announced at the end of the first round, as, as you know, ordinarily it's the four highest scoring losers, but I decided in my final season <laughs> to interject on behalf of the team who I liked more. Yeah, presidential pardons, something. <laughs> as we said, he's getting softer. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, we've had an absolutely splendid episode, a splendid show. I hope you've watched it and I hope you've enjoyed it. We sure as hell have. We've had a narrow victory from UCL, a very narrow victory from me as well. Um, but uh, listen, we we better get on with it. So it's uh, goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.